0: After some technical difficulties, <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Welcome to Fox Force 5. How are you? How are you, Nicola? I would just like to say that I did say turn it off and turn it back on again and eventually
1: that's what resolved oh, yeah,
0: it. it. It wasn't the computer, it was the interface no, and the interface still, is piece of shit. <laughs> so still
1: turned it off and on again.
0: <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Um, oh, you are right. God damn you. Um, I'm still not fully sure this is actually working, but anyway... Hope for the best. Uh oh, hi, hi, Nicola. What's going on? Hello,
1: Kelly. Um Not much now. <laughs> Losing the will to live. No, I'm
0: not. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm
1: fine. Nine weeks The ago. joys of the third
0: trimester.
1: Yeah. Yes, I wake up now at night and it's like both of my hands are dead and both of them are painful and it takes me like three or four minutes to get out of bed (laughs) to pee and you know this stage where you really need to pee so it's like please don't pee myself
0: (laughs) Do you have that thing where you're like roasting hot yet? I remember that it was terrible Well
1: I was trying to because I was in the physio this week so I had a hot water bottle on my back and arse basically and the heat, I couldn't cope mm. with the heat of that
0: water bottle, it yeah. put me
1: off. So, yeah, I'm nearly there now. I'm at that stage, I think. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so.
0: I hate uh oh, the heat. I just remember being hotter than the core of the universe when I was at your stage of pregnancy, and it was just like, oh, I can't handle heat. I'll never make it through the menopause, I swear to god, if <laughs> whenever it comes. Um, but yeah, so oh, hang in there, hang in there, you're doing great. Um, and I feel like this week something's changed. something, Do you? Yeah. Something's better. And I know what it is. It's the clocks changing. Oh, yeah, I've had <laughs> the most productive week, I swear to God. And I was thinking about it and I was like, God, I was quite down the dumps last October. So I I think that this light thing affects me more than um than I maybe thought. Yeah, previously. Like I remember being very down towards the end of October, start of November last year. And I just wonder if it all had to do with the darkness and the clocks and everything. You know what I mean? This week I've been like smashing it. Like I've done jobs (laughs) this week that I've been putting off for a year. like. Like no exaggeration, you know, so maybe maybe I'm just a bit we'll just get you one of those um,
1: UV lights so you can plug in you know the harmless ones yeah boom, boom. I was just thinking there to myself I can't boom.
0: wait to like can retire and go live in Spain for the winter <laughs> yeah. oh
1: stop loads of people are going on holidays at the moment mm. and this is always a time where I love to go on holidays March, April I think it's a mm. lovely time to go yeah. and I'm just so sick because it's the first time in my life that I like couldn't go you know as in like yeah. don't even have the option oh yeah welcome
0: to hell uh, <laughs> I'm like oh this is
1: parent is it that you can't just go off yes. on holidays is so yeah, yeah, this is fucking it. This is your <laughs>
0: life. Welcome to shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to living your life True babysitters from now on Yeah even with know. the dog now I've only This week I had to leave him on his own for the first time And I was like Oh I'm a bad
1: dog mom I <laughs> had to leave him on his own for <laughs> a doctor for God's sake So
0: yeah How was he when you came back? Was he traumatised? He was fine No no Like we've crate
1: trained him So he sleeps in his crate At night time And he's happy as Larry And so That's kind of what you're Supposed to do when they're Really small So they get used to that Kind of space Is their kind of safe mm. space So he was, mm. grand. he was only in there for two and a half hours, but like I was like so worried that we'd come back and he'd be after like pooing and peeing all over himself. But no, he was absolutely grand. He was conked out. He didn't even react when we walked in. He was so quiet. So, yeah, oh. spoiled
0: rotten. That's and then, good. He wasn't like yeah. ripping the house apart or, you yeah, know, going exactly. mad like, you know. So. Yeah. So he oh, well going. done. It all sounds like it's going great. Oh, well, and no, tight. he pissed
1: on the floor two, twice today because um his father left him. In the kitchen on his own, basically, on Tuesday evening. So the dog, like, peed twice and since then set us back. He was perfect for a week. And now, oh. the last two days, he's been peeing on the bloody floor. So Yeah, you have to be yeah. so on top of them when they're that can't small, let, don't you? Yeah. Can't let it, like, creep back in, you know. It's bloody annoying. Yeah. But in general, he is a joy. But, um, yeah, three weeks now we've nearly had him. So, yeah. Time is flying. It's getting yeah. big. He's
0: getting big. <laughs> ah, my baby's getting big. I was like, yes, yeah, stay small until we at least yes, get to see yes, him yes. and hang out with him next week. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, better got to get this show on the road. Uh, number one. One. So this week I'm reverting to my roots and the things we're good at and I uh, thought <laughs> so we talk talk about drinking. Yeah. Yay. So um, <laughs> some tips to remember the next time you're in the pub. I guess completely not applicable <laughs> for you, Nicola, at the moment. But anyway. No, I'm but I'm not that far away.
1: And I tell you, that first margarita in June or July, I'm really
0: looking forward it. to it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bartenders have shared some of the biggest red flags that customers should look for when ordering drinks on a night out. A number of staff at British bear Bar Pins Social Club in Liverpool, listed some of the things bartenders should never do when making drinks for customers. Among those included were using a glass to scoop ice and pouring drinks into a warm glass that has come straight from the dishwasher. Oh my God, so... So correct. But I've (laughs) drank out of those glasses so, so many times. Um, Additionally, servers who use shot measuring cups lean on the bar and put their hands around the rim of the glass are also warning signs to look out for. They shared a number of the red flags of drinks ordering a video posted to TikTok. The video promoted a heated discussion on the comments, with some criticising the bar for not allowing their staff to lean on the bar. Most, however, agreed that using a glass to scoop ice was gross and unhygienic. Gross and unedging it. It's dangerous because the whole thing is if you're shoving a glass into uh, like uh, from all my years working in bars like about two um, from shoving a mm. glass if you shove your glass into uh, an ice bucket cube machine yeah, yeah. or bucket you could chip the ice yeah, is hard. You could chip yeah. the glass. The glass goes into the ice bucket and you don't even realise. And you've yeah. pulled out this glass that's been chipped and you leave the glass in the ice. It's mental. It's not even got that's anything the same got to do the warm with growth and unhygienic. Thing. Because the warm glass yeah. thing, it will shatter. That happened to, I'll never
1: forget, it was one jazz weekend. Oh, you put we too cold stuff in it. Yeah, we were in the brogue yeah. and it was the middle of the day. It was jazz weekend. I mean, Denise are watching a band and she just poured her drink into a glass. It was a pint bottle and it lit the pint glass yeah. shattered in her hand. It was mental; like exploded. I'll never forget it. Whoa. And drenched her, the crater. She had to go home and change and
0: everything. It was mad. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, be very careful. Um, yeah, so viewers uh, also criticised those who use the steel shot measuring cups or jiggers to pour drinks as they can appear stingy. Others also referenced how the bartender splashed drink into the glass. I mean red flags what do you mean like (laughs) yeah I thought it
1: was like a red flag like in terms of you're trying we're trying to rip you off kind of thing exactly so did I it's more like
0: things people don't like to see in bars basically Um, one user said if I see a bartender using that measuring thing I'm out nothing like an old school bartender pour those are real drinks a second commented one of the dirtiest places in the bar or restaurant is the ice well another wrote also bad free pour never splash the shot in the glass (sighs) However, <laughs> <laughs> I think my pet age though is the warm glasses like it's yeah, just I hate that. Especially or like dirty glasses in general I think if they them. pour your drink into a warm glass and then give it to you it's one thing if they hand you a warm glass you yeah. can it's like it's optional but if they pour your nice white wine mm. cold white wine into a warm glass like come on yeah, Um. but yeah there you go that was a very light number one <laughs> I <said laughs> was in it alright that's How I it. like my Over drinks. Red flags
1: for drinks, not being able to have them. Uh, very much looking forward to having. Yeah, them. yeah, that's uh, the biggest red bar. flag.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's the biggest. No style. alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The biggest red flag is when they don't put alcohol into. It. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I d- not even just the pregnancy. Not big enough.
1: But I'm actually dreaming of a few things. Summarize. First thing is sandals. I cannot wait to start wearing sandals. Oh, I can't wait. My feet are getting more swollen now, and my lovely new runners mm-hmm. like are so tight on my feet, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. give up wearing those. I bought a new pair of runners oh. half. A size bigger too big for me I just can't find oh, no. shoes at the moment except for my really old runners that are like battered so that's the first thing I can't wear to wear like Birkenstocks. slip-ons like oh soles. my god yeah. I just can't wait so like maybe end of age, but if it gets a bit warm and committing to it then you're going to have the Kenkles.
0: ankles, yes, exactly yeah at your stage, I'd say I was pretty much living on the yoga ball.
1: Have you got yoga yes, ball? Yes, I have it. I haven't, we haven't blown it up yet. But, um, oh, you should blow it up.
0: Oh my God, the relief yeah. you get from that. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And because you're kind of moving, it helps with your back and everything. I must do that. But that's the first thing. I think you thing. should
1: really do that. And the second thing is mm. like any cold drink just in the sunshine. You know, when you're just warm mm. and you have that mouth full of like cold Mm, like something alcoholic though like something We're all of the same Nicola we're, with, like you. we're with you like a or like oh, like mm-hmm. a cider and just like the heat hitting your face and you just have that mm-hmm. first mouthful and it's just like
0: Oh, <laughs> see that first twitching. mouthful is now going to be surrounded by Mom! Yeah, are screaming. Yeah. Mom! are you sure you're allowed that <laughs> if you're breastfeeding can you have that popping your check. dreams of course, yeah. you yeah. of course you can of course you can oh yeah roll on the summertime groove I actually you, could, you can feel it coming though yeah, this week particularly nice. since the clocks have changed it's great thank you well God. it's been
1: absolutely raining in Ireland for five weeks in a row like since February actually it's been raining so uh, it would be nice now it was it's very up uh,
0: and down this week here actually but today's lovely so yeah and monday was like an unreal day like blue skies warm it was fab
1: so yes they're just it's my coming. points and things i'm looking forward to
0: and to number two
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> number two
1: <laughs> i had a total brain bag there sorry <laughs> my, paper, blame pregnancy and um, two things the first thing i want to talk about because i actually did get to watch it and can i just say i haven't really watched that much telly lately because with the puppy mm. and stuff like that, and just with pregnancy, I go to bed very early now. <laughs> so apologies. Mm. But um, the first thing was the BBC show Wild Isles, which featured... Uh, the oh, yes. it is it presents it. Um, mm. But it is all about, in case people didn't know, if you lived under a rock, if you're not from Clarny, you definitely haven't heard of it. But um, mm. it's about the nature and scenery and all that of the UK Mm -hmm. and Ireland, the British Isles, as they call them, so hence Mm -hmm. Wild Isles. And um, the third episode was on on Sunday and the beautiful Killarney was featured in it. And it was about the red deers uh, having a a row. And then they showed some of the lakes and some of the mountains.
0: And it was all about grasslands and stuff. It was absolutely amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? It was beautiful. I did. I watched like the first 20 minutes of the actual program and then I kind of skipped through to um, the Clarny bit and oh my God, it's just, I mean, we all, we grew up there so mm. we know everything about the, the deers and the and the stags and the rut and everything. But to see the videography and the cinematography of the program was just mm. astounding and just, oh my God, how beautiful it is there. Like we're so lucky to have it on our doorstep. Um Gosh.
1: It was it was it was, kind fab. Of, it was going on for so long. The episode, though, I don't know. I thought mm. it was only forty five minutes. And the thing before Clareney was like the adders. Did you see that? It was all about the adders. Yeah, I, fa- I, I fast absolutely. forward it that. I was like, I can't handle. it I said, I can't handle the snakes. I can't. Oh, but they were in the U- yeah. in U- the UK. Like it's I all know about that's the why I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm continuing
0: to believe there's no snakes around here. Thanks. And very like much. The, I don't think and, about the mice oh, was really good was at the so start. Cool. Yeah, you, yeah, there was mice. The yeah. The camera work on the mice, again, I was like, oh, my God, how do they do it? Like, yeah. This tiny little mouse and they're right up beside him. And while he's, you yeah. know, pretending to be dead, the, the basically, owls. or whatever. It was cool to see the owls. And there was a Loved clip, it. actually, last week
1: in episode two. And it was, um, I don't know if you watched it, but it was heat detecting cameras. That they, that was how they filmed it. And it was like this little kind of forest where loads of... um not sparrows as well and maybe it was sparrows but like thousands of them go and it was an owl like coming in at nighttime to hunt and the heat cameras have it in like obviously black and kind of like that kind of whitey color where you can see the the heat sensors and it was mm. amazingly shot to see the owl coming down mm. and like picking off one of the bir- little birds and oh my god it was class yeah. so and besides Clarny being featured and it looking absolutely stunning I would recommend it. It's a great old watch. It's a nice Sunday evening so watch, good. you know. It's a nice, good, clean family mm-hmm. fun. Seven o'clock
0: on a, on a Sunday evening. And good. I think if you've ever watched any of David Attenborough's programmes over the years, you know just how epic they can yeah, be. Exactly, and yeah, exactly. Like how impressive and and amazing and funny and, you know, all these things, yeah, you know. Lovely. And it's and lovely eye-opening. that it's Ireland and the UK too. But it's that's, nice. that's what like, I was about to say. To that it's our locale. Mm-hmm. That it's the... That's the environment that we're we're used to, that we're around or whatever. Like it's it's just amazing. So yeah, yeah definitely, definitely it's check that out. It's good. Yeah. Sorry, what was the other thing? No, the
1: other things. Actually, two things. Um, I won't go into them because I actually haven't watched it yet. But Succession is back. I don't know. Did you watch? Oh, the first episode? I did. Um, so, yeah. we're not going to go into it, but uh, Succession is back indeed. If uh, we did talk about it on the podcast before, but um, extremely unlikable people, but a very enjoyable mm-hmm. storyline, I would say. And the cast, mm-hmm. like, although they're horrible people, you do kind of tend to love them as well. in in um yeah. a way, so Succession is back on Sky. And then the other thing I want to talk about was uh, Ted Lasso season three, it's also back. I also haven't started that, but it is back on Apple TV as well. For anybody who is a big Ted Lasso fan, likes a bit of mm. happy lovely, warm, hug TV, then I would highly yeah. recommend Shed well. So again, we spoke about it before, but it's back for the final season and Succession is the final season too. So get on yep. those as well. Enjoy.
0: I started um, Yellow Jackets. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's back. Oh, I'm <laughs> enjoying it. season two. Yeah, yeah yes, because yeah. it's back. And I also started this new thing called Blue Lights on BBC One. It's about like rookie cops in Belfast. It's very good as well. The first episode was very good, very kind of eye-opening, not your usual kind of cop drama. They're all sort of showing their vulnerabilities and how difficult it is to do what they're doing and all that. So mm. I thought it was quite good. So yep, nice. they're my two tips this week for that. Nice. Very Okay. Good. Number three. Three. So our facts this week is a strange one, but I think a worthy one. It is Julia Child, the TV chef. Oh, I thought you might do Paula Grady. Oh, well, um, <laughs> Lily Savage. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for it because I've been emotional watching videos of Paul O'Grady the last two days. <laughs> uh, no, oh, you no. I don't know. I didn't pop into my head to do it. I don't know why. Um... Again, because there's only been so many men that have got onto that yeah, slot, true. isn't it? Mm. Um But, oh no, absolutely. Paul O'Grady was fantastic. It's very sad he's passed away. I've always liked him. I used to like his radio show and stuff as well. And oh, what so a cute with the Yeah, and, what a big character. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I was gutted for him, actually. they started kind of, They started kind of easing him out of his radio show. Like, he'd been ill and then they brought in um, that Rob Beckett guy to kind of cover for Mm. him. And then when he came back, they were like, oh, you can just do like a six week block and then he'll do a six week block and then you'll do a six week block. And I've never heard them doing that on a radio show before. And I remember being like, that's a pile of shit. And he wasn't happy about it. So um, he left.
1: He left Radio 2. That
0: was last year, I think, or the year before. Um, he obviously wasn't so, well like for him to pass away mm, at 67 there's, he'd had some problems no I talk, think with his heart I, yeah
1: but he yeah. and he looked a bit older than his years. I would say too you know if you see any of his latest stuff but anyway a notable yeah. fox for sure but yes I'm looking forward to it yeah Julia Child's strange character very strange character so yeah let's tell, tell yeah. us tell but <laughs> kind of great so
0: yeah obviously yeah. Uh, I've kind of come to know her through the TV series with Sarah Lancashire recently but when I since then I seem to it's that a confirmation bias thing, like you know, you can see the thing everywhere and you hear about her everywhere. And she's kind of a gay icon as well. And, um, you know, just kind of a strong female character, mm-hmm. you know, going way back. So, I'll tell you a bit about her anyway. She, uh, was born in, oh, she, so she's a TV chef for those who don't know, um, uh, TV. She was kind of like the original TV chef uh, in America. But uh, she was born in Pasadena, California in 1912. The eldest of three children. Her father was a Princeton graduate and a Californian real estate investor. Her mother was a paper company heiress um, whose father served as lieutenant governor of Massachusetts. So she kind of came from good stock, you know, a bit of money in the family, et cetera. Mm. Um, And uh, she was... So she lived a privileged childhood, basically. And she went to... um, private school etc and she was six foot two tall so she was quite an imposing character yeah. um, but she went to university in Massachusetts with the aim of becoming a writer and although she enjoyed writing short plays and and submitted some manuscripts to the New Yorker none of her writing was published uh, upon graduation she moved to New York where she worked in advertising and in just at the onset of World War One she moved to Washington DC where she volunteered as a research assistant Um At the Office for Strategic Services, a newly formed government intelligence agency playing a key role in the communication of top secret documents between the U.S. and intelligence officers. And she was posted on assignments around the world, including in China and Sri Lanka. Uh, When she was in Sri Lanka, she met uh, Paul Child. And after the war, they came back to America and got married. Paul was, he was a another OSS employee, basically. He was reassigned to the US Information Service at the American Embassy in Paris and they moved to France. And then that's where she developed a penchant for French cuisine and attended the world-famous Cordon Bleu cooking school. Following her six-month training, which included private lessons with Masterchef Max Bernard, child banded with fellow Cordon Bleu students Simone Beck and Louisette Barthol to form the cooking school L'Ecole de Trois Gourmandes. The School of the Three Gourmands. Um, with the goal of adapting sophisticated French cuisine for mainstream Americans, Child and her two colleagues uh, collaborated on a two-volume cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. The book was considered ground baking in September 1961 and remained on the best-selling cookbook for f- list for five straight years after publication. Child went on to create a slew of bestsellers that covered every aspect of culinary knowledge. Additionally, her autobiography, My Life in France, was published posthumously in 2006 with the help of her great-grandnephew, Alex prude um, Through her many cookbooks, fans learned the recipes for child signature dish- dishes, including beef bourguignon, French onion soup and van. Um, anyway, 1962, she was promoting her first book on television and um, she displayed her trademark Fort Wright manner and hearty humour as she prepared an omelet. Following the public's enthusiastic response, Child was invited back to tape her own cooking series, initially for the salary of $50 per show, and it led to the launch of the French Chef like mastering the art of French cooking the French chef succeeded in changing the way Americans related to food while also establishing Child as a local celebrity shortly thereafter the popular show was syndicated to 96 stations throughout America the star chef followed with such series as Julia Child and Company blah 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 and she often made appearances on the ABC morning show and Good Morning America not everyone was a fan of the renowned TV chef Child was frequently criticised by letter writing viewers for her failure to wash her hands as well as what they believed was her poor kitchen demeanour you're (laughs) quite a revolting chef the way you snap bones and play about raw meats? One letter read. I stand. I can can stand those over sanitary people. She said in response. Others were concerned about the high levels of fat in French cooking. Child's advice was to eat in moderation. I would rather eat one tablespoon of chocolate ruse cake than three bowls of jello. Um. Anyway, she won loads of awards and she had a forty-year career. Um. And she actually won. She actually got France's highest honor of the Legion d'honneur. Um which is pretty remarkable. Uh, she died in August 2004 of kidney failure at her assisted living home in Montecito, California, two days before her 92nd birthday. She had no intention of slowing down, even in her final day, she said. In this line of work, you keep right on till you're through, she said. Retired people are boring. So there you go. Great uh, character. If you don't yeah. know her, you should look her up because she's... She has those water voice and yeah, yeah.
1: She is... Uh, right character is right. That's the right way of describing her. It just shows though. Lovely, good French, fat, fatty food and oils and yeah. butters and all that and she lived to 92. So... Stick it yeah. healthy eating crowd, <laughs>
0: exactly. exactly. But she no, she has
1: such a passion for what she was doing, it was great. And it's funny, I'd say, like, a lot of that, like, all that, like, oh, breaking bones and all that, and people complaining, but it was probably because there was a woman on the TV doing it, you know, for the first time, yeah. so it was probably just like, sure, they were
0: all doing it at home, yeah, exactly. exactly. Unnerved
1: people, hilarious. you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah, but she's a good character, so that was a good one. Thank you. Mm-hmm food related I'm yeah, here for him
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely I, I, Like I'm not much for of a cook but I'd be like yeah I'd read her I'd read her French cookbook you know Yeah, <laughs> quite fancy a coca van <laughs> Yeah nice <laughs> One for the bird
1: one for me one for the bird one <laughs> <Yeah>. for me <laughs> <laughs> She probably would I, I'd say that would be an, an homage to her so
0: <laughs> you'd yeah, be alright yeah, yeah. There you go Alright over to you number four
1: I have a really silly one for you this week but it made me laugh a lot and I'm I'm very tired these days so maybe it's why I found it so funny (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like if someone like was to take drugs or smoke marijuana or something maybe they'll find this even funnier but for for me as a very sober pregnant (laughs) woman who is very tired and doesn't have much room for like taking anything in mentally um, a juror was laughing at this the other day and he sent it to me and then I I just find it hilarious and so stupidly silly it is on Twitter And wait for it. I know you're dying to hear this, but it's called But with Raptors. So basically, what it is, is it's very famous movie scenes, but with Velociraptors. But with Raptors. As the face (laughs) of the people. So, like the one there. They have one uh, pin there from St. Patrick's Day and it's um, Singing in the Rain, but with Velociraptors.
0: And it's just. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I've just clicked on it here and it's bloody um, never going to give you up. Yeah, never right going to give me up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So it's absolutely stupid. I am totally aware of this. Um, And Brian Murphy follows
0: them, yeah. Yeah, the screen
1: (laughs) one, if you scroll down, it takes off the screen mask and it's a velociraptor.
0: (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I think it's. Frozen, but with a velociraptor. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's absolutely stupid, but, um, Oh my God, Dirty that Dirty <laughs> Ghost, where he's yeah, they're ghost. doing the Clay and Demi Moore's yeah, characters. Yeah, the there's Velociraptor. a
1: Velociraptor, and they do it, but they do it the other way around as well. It's uh, well. It fine. is
0: really stupid, Nicola. It's really. It's really stupid.
1: stupid, but listen, this is where I'm at these days in terms of brain power and exhaustion uh, levels. So, if you're tired like me, maybe if you're you know a mother or anybody who just works a lot or you know just needs a bit of like. <laughs> laugh in their life then follow (laughs) but with raptors (laughs) yeah
0: but with raptors love it love it love it okay very good that's definitely one for the um mindless need for entertainment (laughs) bin isn't it okay number five five so number five this week again is a little bit light i got this from rt because um i was looking for some music news stuff and lots of the time it's just so detailed i'm like People would be interested in this, but anyway, so uh, this is sort of TV as well because it's about music documentaries. So these are ten music documentaries you can get on the RTE player. Not, all of them might not be for everybody, but you might. Someone might get something out of this. So anyway, the first one is Love Yourself Today. Every Christmas in Dublin, the crowds gather for Damo, Damien Dempsey's Christmas gig at Vicar Street. For many, these shows have become a cathartic ritual, a safe space where emotions can be laid bare. Damien Dempsey is the artist you've never heard of, you never heard of but will never forget after watching. Huh? OK, that's just I'm reading literally what it said on the thing. We all know who Damien Dempsey is. But yeah, I must check that out when I'm at home. Uh, Next one. Joe Dolan, sweet little rock and roller. One of Ireland's most iconic entertainers and the only Irish singer to register chart hits over five successive decades. Joe Dolan evolved from being a rural rocker in the early 60s to become Ireland's first international pop star. Uh, Number three. Body and Soul Presents Eru. Body and Soul, a collection of 13 visual stories created in collaboration with some of Ireland's most celebrated and unique artists and filmmakers set against the backdrop of its festival home in Ballinlock County, Westmead. Iru includes performances from AMAC, Emma Nash, featuring God Knows and Murley, Crash Ensemble, Alicia O'Neill, Tamiki and A Thousand Beasts and many more. Uh, the next one, Phil Linnet, Songs for While I'm Away. Emer Reynolds documentary is a celebration of the Tin Lizzy frontman exploring the man and his music through his own words and interviews with an array of admirers, family and friends. Paddy Maloney, Chieftain. In this intimate documentary documentary, Liam McGrath turns his cameras on the legendary traditional Irish musician and late great member of the Chieftains, the incomparable Paddy Maloney. That'd be brilliant because he was such a character. Mm-hmm. Um Ireland and Music 2022, the acclaimed music showcase returns for twenty two with stunning live performances from all over Ireland with a lineup that includes Imelda May Villagers, When Moxie, Strange Boy, Dark Tropics, Damien Dempsey, Who's He? And many more. You can watch additional performances on the link there too. Songs of the Open Road is Pat Collins' film following Irish traveller Tom McCarthy as he moves from his home in London to perform and speak in various venues Festivals and clubs throughout Ireland and England. He's more of a poet, I think. But anyway. Um, How Ireland Rocked the 70s, an illuminating documentary charting the evolution of the festival circuit in Ireland during the 70s, a decade in which rock music, national and international, began to take root. Uh, the Man Comes Around was, is a documentary about Johnny Cash in Ireland when he came in 1963. I've heard a radio documentary about this before. It's actually kind of fascinating. Um First hand accounts of troubled times in Cash's life featuring Irish people who saw him up close and personal in rural venues around the country. Mm. And the last one is Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill with the RTE Concert Orchestra presented by John Creedon, one of my faves. The acclaimed duo are joined by the orchestra and conductor Cormac McCarthy for new arrangements of songs from their album In The Game and more. So there you go. If you're into your music stuff, there's actually loads of RTE Player. We rarely nice. talk about RTE players, so... There you yeah,
1: go. there's loads on... Um, there's actually loads on the Di- on Disney Plus as well. There's lots of different mm. kind of... Like, well, that Beatles one was on there and stuff. So there's lots of musical mm. documentaries on there too, so it's one to check out. But very good. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So um the other excitement today was... When we moved yeah. in last year, right? Club. I don't know what... Yeah, I don't know what the people before us were doing, but they had these big empty cupboards. So like sliding doors mm. and etc. But like you open the doors and like there's just a big space. There was no shelves or rails or anything. Mm. So finally, finally today we have put shelving into the massive cupboard in Yay. the hall, which is essentially like we have a wardrobe in our room, but it's like an extension of it. So I know can move my jumpers and jeans (laughs) out of the boxes they've been in since we moved in and into the cupboard. I am so happy. I just said to Stuart there a minute ago, I was like, did you ever think you'd get excited about storage?
1: I mean, really. <laughs> I don't but know. I it's a big I thing. It's a bloody big thing, I think, yeah. storage. Because, like, there's nothing worse than when you're looking at things like right on Tappy you and you're like, I have nowhere to put that.
0: <laughs> so, And can I just tell you, mm-hmm. it was my first foray into design of um, joinery. Oh. <laughs> so I designed it. I got out my little ruler and I Aww. designed it like here. No, the joiner. I just sent the joiner and he built it. Oh, the actual fence. Oh, so you can do that too, you know left. Left. Yeah, okay, well, yeah but they're an awful faff. So I was just yeah, like, yeah. well so done. I sent it to our joiner That's and he great. built it and... Yeah, colour so I'm Kelly
1: architect, Wait. <laughs> yeah,
0: you should see it. it's pretty basic, like, but uh, send i was, a picture. It myself, so. send me a picture, yeah, I will have a look, I will. Um, so that's the excitement there, and uh, yeah, as I was saying, I had a really productive week this week, so feeling positive, and this weekend I have my last long, long, long run, wow. my longest run before what the marathon. So, something so thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. 32.2 kilometres. I'd probably end up doing like 33 because I never measure it quite correctly. When are you doing but it?
1: Saturday,
0: is it? Saturday morning. Ooh. I've got a bit of anxiety about... I was... Oh, I had big palaver with a pair of runners I got that ended up like... Gosh. They were just... I had a big palaver pair of runners. And I eventually went back to get a different pair last weekend and I was chatting to the guy in the running shop and he was like, oh, he's like, how long are you doing? What's your longest run going to be? And I was like, like 32.2. And he was like yeah I was like oh no what's he gonna say and he was like yeah I kind of regretted just going up that far when I did my first marathon I was like oh for fuck's sake because I had been thinking about it you know and I was Mm. like maybe I should do more because like it's 42 point whatever the marathon you know so you're supposed to kind of magically pull 10k out of the bag on the day and believe me the way your body feels by the time or my body feels by the time I get to 29 30k I was like I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do this so um I've run out of time now anyway. So we'll see what we get done Saturday morning and that'll is have So to is be it, it really
1: supposed to be that big a gap because the marathon is, is... it eight? No, what, it wasn't No,
0: I've still got long runs to do that. That's, that's just, just my longest. longest. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, so next weekend I'm doing a half marathon in Valencia. Oh, yeah. When we're back in course. Ireland for Easter.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah so me and Stu are going to do that half marathon. Hopefully we won't be fucking blown off into the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I'll have a, probably another... Twenty or nineteen, the weekend after. No, I don't actually. I think it's like twelve or thirteen. So yeah, so it's going to be like before Yeah, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, um, Well done. It's wild. It's totally wild. So yeah. So I'll have to share the old uh, tracking thing. Oh yeah, you, for the daily so offs we can watch you. Yeah, I'm you
1: so excited. put so up sad on Fox force, be so Everybody go. can,
0: yeah. We'll everybody you. can watch, track me in London. Yeah, no pressure, then. Um, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, they be like, she stopped. She's still stopped. She's is she There's moving? an ambulance is she <laughs> oh god forbid um, so there you go yep so this weekend is massive long run probably half dead after that and then some house stuff yeah just trying to get lots of house stuff done at the moment mm-hmm. and that's it what about you what are you up to Um. what am I doing Poddy uh, Poddy uh, and Siobhan are actually
1: calling our lovely brother oh, and nice. his fiancé are calling mm-hmm. to us that's and mm-hmm. yeah and that is kind of it really and then we may have other guests on Sunday Alison may call so yeah just people kind of calling these days is nice and um, that's kind of it the dog is getting his second vaccination so it means that next week he can mm. actually socialize with other puppers and stuff which is nice because we've kind of had to yeah. like shelter him the last um, few weeks so yes that's it that is life now. Very quiet altogether. So, um, so um,
0: yes. we won't be here next week because it's a short week for all of us, and we're travelling back to Ireland, and it's going to be kind of hectic. So, we'll be taking Easter a little break. break over Easter. Yeah, exactly. But we'll be back afterwards. So we need to say have a lovely Easter to everybody, and. Uh, eat loads of chocolate drink loads of wine
1: <laughs> and yes. uh, have a good time Jesus yeah. will forgive you because it's after Lent so you
0: know you can yeah, go wild it'll be fun. it'll be fine, <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, okay and thanks for see listening everybody later. remember to share the podcast with a friend or family or whatever you like and uh, we'll be eternally grateful love That's you great. all bye, bye.